You're listening to the IPHC Leadership Cast. Hello, welcome to this episode of the IPHC Leadership Cast. Today we are joined by telephone with Jeremy Parker from Dixon, Tennessee. Jeremy serves as the Regional Director for Hope Center Ministries, and he's going to tell us a little bit more about that ministry today. Welcome, Jeremy. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for joining us today. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about Hope Center Ministries? What is it that you do and um, where are you located? Sure, absolutely. So we're located, uh, we have 13 locations across the country and uh, and in the country of Wales. So we're currently located in Tennessee, Virginia, Texas, uh, with about eight to 10 locations coming in 2019. Okay. Uh, we have a location in the country of Wales and another one starting up next week. Oh, wow. So you'll have two locations in Wales. Yes, that's correct. Oh, that's fantastic. So what what type of ministry is Hope Center involved in? So Hope Center Ministries is a long-term Christian-based drug and alcohol addiction program. Um, we focus strictly on Christian principles and discipleship and coping and dealing with drug and alcohol addiction. Okay. It's a long-term program. We have three phases, mm-hmm. and throughout those phases, we teach discipleship, develop a close relationship with Jesus Christ, okay. work ethic, and introducing our residents back into a society that is based around following and having a relationship with Christ. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about those phases? What does phase one look like? So phase one is six weeks long. Okay. And during that time, we have intensive one-on-one counseling, Mm -hmm. group counseling, uh, Bible studies six days a week, morning devotions every day, and residents are required through all phases of our program to be heavily involved with the church through life groups, weekend services, volunteering, just different aspects of the church. Okay, and then once... The six weeks or approximately six weeks of phase one is complete. Then what is phase two? How does someone transition to phase two? So phase two is anywhere from 20 weeks to 38 weeks long, depending on the program you choose. We have two programs. We have an eight-month program and a one-year program. During this phase of the program, the residents will obtain a 40-hour-a-week job. We find the jobs, and we provide transportation and supervision to and from those jobs. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're still in-house with us, so they're remainder of the entire program but during this time they learn how to work and function throughout a week-to-week basis clean and sober while maintaining a relationship with Jesus so they still do morning devotions every morning Mm -hmm. they do individual counseling in the afternoons okay they still attend uh, recovery meetings Mm -hmm. we we participate and celebrate recovery which is a Christian-based 12-step recovery program okay um, midweek church services and weekend church services. And then that phase is can fluctuate as far as the length of time that someone's in that phase. That's correct. Okay. So when do you see that someone's ready to move then on to phase three? So phase three will be the last eight weeks of the program. Mm-hmm. So for the last eight weeks of the program, the residents can either keep the job that we found them in the program or they can go get a different job of their choosing. Okay. They have to maintain a sponsor, attend all church services, Mm -hmm. go to weekly meetings, 
Um, and they're on a they're on a supervised schedule at that point, but they have more freedom and they're more on a curfew at that point. So that's kind of our last introduction into back into society and having a normal life, but still maintaining all the things that we've taught you in the program to live a Christian life. Okay, so you really take someone that's really struggling with addiction and kind of walk them through the whole process of reentry back into society in um, a secure job. Etc. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. Okay, now you have a very personal story um, about your connection with Hope Center. Can you share that with us? Yes. Yeah, so, roughly about seven years ago, I found my pl- myself in a place in life where uh, my career was going to another level, uh, very mm-hmm. successful. I was running, a, I was overseeing an organization. I had about 120 employees working for me, um, just financially and career-wise in the best place that I'd ever seen myself in in life behind the scenes, everything was falling apart. Um, I was a very heavy drinker at the time, Mm -hmm. Uh, grew up in an alcoholic family. Um, So that was an accepted lifestyle for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Recreational drug user. Uh, During that time, I slowly started taking more and more painkillers, um, just to cope with life and stress and uh, honestly to make me where I could just work more. Mm. Um, I was working 16, 20 hours a day, uh, seven days a week and just wide open into my career. Well, that slowly spiraled out of control um, until I hit a rock bottom at the end of my opiate addiction. I was to a play. I was at a place in my life where I spent about $60,000 a year on, pain medication. Wow. Um, so I just, I had a w- wife, four kids, um, and I was just slowly starting to lose everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my brother at the time was a children's pastor for Compassion Church in Waverly, Tennessee. Okay. He introduced me to a man named Shannon Johnson, and Shannon had an intervention with me, and I had no desire to go to treatment. Um, I just thought it was something I could handle on my own Mm -hmm. and I'd eventually get back on my feet. Well, when I met with Shannon and Shannon was, uh, the campus director at one of the hope centers. Okay. I felt for the first time I connected with somebody that understood me. Wow. And I made a commitment to Shannon that day that I'd come in and get help. Well, when he told me it was a long-term treatment program, you know, I had all these excuses of, I've got a career. I've got four kids. I coach baseball teams. Uh, you know, I can't commit to that. Mm-hmm. Shannon said, this is different. You know, this is, this is, it's not a jail. It's not anything. We're going to keep you against your will. Come in, see if we can get you healthy and, but you can leave anytime you want. So I came in, planned on staying you know, a couple months. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I came in and the fog cleared and I just realized how, how deep my addiction had got me. Uh, I started thinking clearly. Things started to change. My family, I've got an amazing wife and amazing children. Mm-hmm. And they were there every step of the way. Wow. Well, about three weeks in, we were not a church attending family. Well, you have to go to church in the Hope Center. So that's one opportunity that your family has to come see you. So they were at church every time the doors were open. Well, one Sunday we're taking up they're they're, uh, they're doing communion, and at that time I didn't even know what communion was. I just knew that everybody around me prayed when they took communion. 
So my little girl, which is about four years old at the time, mm-hmm. asked if she could get some juice and eat a cracker. So I said, <laughs> I said, sure, but you have to say a prayer. Right. So when she sat down beside me, she prayed that, uh, that her daddy would come home and not leave her again. Wow. And, uh, that was just a, it was a pivotal point for me mm-hmm. where I knew, I knew that day that my little girl would never pray that prayer again. So I made the decision to stay and stick out this program. And when I did, I just dug in with everything I had. Right. I buried myself in the Bible and I just grew closer and closer to God and went through the whole program. Mm-hmm. Well, toward the end of the program, I'm still looking to just go back and get my career going again. Right. And then God just really started working on me and started speaking to me and eventually came to the point where I knew without a shadow of a doubt that I was called to do this. And and I fought it. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't something I was comfortable with. It was a, just a change for me. Um, but when I accepted that call, God just started moving in my life and took me further than I could ever dream. Wow. So you just really had so, a complete life transformation. Oh, just a radical transformation. Wow. I just And looking back on that, what do you see as some of the key points in that transformation? Obviously the conversation and the communion that you had your, with your daughter, but do you see other key pivotal points in that that really? Oh, sure. The program is just laid out where it's so focused around Christ. And, and they just, they, they have all these pivotal moments with, through men's retreats and different things where you just have such close encounters with God. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's almost like a year long sabbatical is what I, wow. I would explain it as, mm-hmm. uh, where you just, you, you get time to just really focus on yourself and, and just becoming a devoted follower of Christ. Mm-hmm. I always believed in God, but I had no clue what it was like to have a relationship with God. Right. And and that's key is finding that relationship. Um, yes, absolutely. Outside of, you know, just I'm a Christian and I go to church, but no, I have a relationship with God and we communicate and we interact with one another on a daily and a regular basis. Absolutely. Now, I'm sure a lot of families find themselves in a similar situation to what your family was in, where they have a family member that is struggling with opioid addiction or any other types of addictions. But finding help for that person can be difficult sometimes. What would you recommend or say to a family that has a family member struggling with addiction? Well, first off, I believe we've got to come to a point in our life where we're ready for help and ready to accept change, mm-hmm. even if it's a baby step, even if it's, you know, I don't know that I'm ready for this, but I do know that it's it's out of control. Um, we have a whole team of people that that's a resource that we can call and help with that through, you know, phone interventions or, you know, even going out and seeing that person if we need to. Um, we have an admissions team that's that strictly is focused on helping people get into the program and getting help. Mm-hmm. So there's different, so if someone knew someone that um, was looking for and needed assistance, they could just call Hope Center Ministries or go online. How would they reach out no, to absolutely. you? Absolutely. Yes. So you can call us directly. Um, 
our admissions office number is 931-296-9711. Mm-hmm. And you can also go online and we have online applications and resources there. And that's at hopecm.com. Okay. Um, and you can fill out, you can go through the whole process there as well. Okay. So it's all available just right there online or simply by phone call. Yes. Now, what, yes. If, what if other churches were interested in establishing a ministry such as this to reach out to those that were, you know, needing help and needing a place of hope? Um, what do you recommend for them? So the, the local church is, is one of the key elements of Hope Center Ministries. Mm-hmm. Um, we know every Hope Center has a church, and that's their home church. Okay. So partnerships with the local church is one of the, the, the strongest elements of our entire program. Mm-hmm. So we, we're always looking to partner with new churches that share a vision and want to reach the lost and the addicted and the hopeless. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, first part, we first do a consultation process where we make sure that our DNA lines up and you have the same passion and the same vision that we share. Okay. Um, next, you can reach out to us. Or you can email me at jeremy at hopecm.com mm-hmm. and we'll set up meetings and, and move forward in that, that process. Uh, you can also visit our website and there's links there where you have access to all of our leadership team, their contact information, and we can do consultations that way as well. Okay. So if a church was interested, they could also get in touch with you via the website or, or the same phone number there. Absolutely. Well. Okay. Yes. Well, this is just a tremendous ministry, and I know it's been very rewarding for you personally just because of your personal life transformation, but then also to see that transformation happen in others. So, Jeremy, what are some of the greatest rewards from working at the Hope Center? Oh, I could give you countless examples on a weekly basis, uh, the, but I would say the largest reward is family rest- restoration. Um, the most previous example I could give you is we actually had a former resident pass away from natural causes. And during that time, we was able to reach out to the family and help them with funeral arrangements and just be there for them in that time of need. And his daughter gave me a call during that process and was just weeping and said, I just, I just can't thank you guys enough for what Hope Center Ministries has done for me in my life. Mm. Uh, for 18 years, I didn't know my real father. Um, he mm. was always around, but he wasn't the father that I got to know in the last two years through going to Compassion Church and being in Hope Center Ministries, watching him be sober and serve God and be the father that I know that God created him to be. I had I had opportunity to spend time with my real father. Wow. And I would have never had that opportunity if it wasn't for Hope Center Ministries. And that's, that's just an example on a, a day-to-day basis of things that happen and um, you know, kids getting back closer to their parents and mothers and fathers having their kids back. Right. That's uh, been so far removed. Wow. What a, what a reward. I mean, what, I mean, just amazing to be able to be involved in someone's life and to see God intervene and transform and just take someone from such a broken place to a place of healing and a place of restoration. And thank you, Jeremy, for what you're doing through Hope Center and how you are providing a place of hope for people that are in need. And um, 
we just want to thank you for sharing your ministry with us and telling us more about that. And uh, thank you for being with us today. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's always a blessing to talk to you, and I, I certainly appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening to the IPHC Leadership Cast. If you enjoyed this podcast today, please take the time to leave us a review and share with your friends. Thanks again for joining us.